0: There's some questions I want to ask Jonathan that's in relation to um, what I'm going to share about tonight. And, um, and we'll get to know our brother Jonathan a little, a little better if we don't know Jonathan ourselves. Amen? Amen. <laughs> um, so, Jonathan, tell us a little bit about, uh, well, the first question I want to ask you is, um, so as a child, um, as a child growing up, um, what led you to getting baptized as a child growing up for you?
1: Uh yeah, that's a good question. Uh, am I on? Uh, Can you guys hear me? No, am I on? Cool. Um yeah, so I think for me, I think there's a whole lot, whole lot of background there, but there's a there's a big point for me kind of growing up where my parents have always kind of been a part of the church, have always kind of been around church, and I grew up in that atmosphere, that environment. Um, and I, and I knew it was good, but I wasn't really. I guess you could say drawn to it right then and there. I was like, okay, when I'm, like, older, have a family, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. But, yeah. like, the, the big pivotal point was going to, uh, like, teen camp growing up. And uh, I remember kind of, like, finally being around people that were Christians that were not that much older than me and being able to see, like, wow, they actually the kingdom is is bigger and wider than just kind of, like, old people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's bigger and wider yeah. than, like, people that are kind of, like, my yeah. parents' age and have Amen. kids and jobs and things that I don't understand. Um, but it was cool being like, these are cool guys, the guys yeah. that play basketball. These are guys that are, um, they're funny and they're guys that like, I, I think are studs according to the world standards even, mm-hmm. and, but they, they know their Bible. They they know the word. I remember like, wow, oh, that's cool. I can like actually be a Christian yeah. and still have fun and still play basketball and yeah. still live my life. and. And uh, I remember like a light switch kind of going off in my brain, which mm-hmm. which really made the kingdom that much more appealing to me Amen. when I saw it more more clearly and more fully. Hey man, yeah.
0: So you also led and in the, in the uh, campus ministry in South Florida as well. Yeah. So how was that experience like for you?
1: Uh, that was another I guess eye opening experience. I uh, yeah. So I, I graduated college, moved to Florida, like Tallahassee, Florida, and. Uh, was still recently out of school trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had really no idea. I I graduated with a degree in psychology, (laughs) and so you really can't do much with that. And I was kind of finding out the hard way, like, come on, like, of course, four-year degree means something, but it didn't. Um, So I was kind of like trying to figure out what to do, and um, yeah, so I I went. It was like, yeah, you know, I want to help people. Why not try out ministries? I moved to South Florida where I knew no one and uh, it's like 11 hours from my hometown in Columbia. So super far away, completely different than Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, did I hear a woo? Yeah, let's go. Come on. <laughs> There's one person. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it was just so different. I mean, South Carolina just isn't very diverse at all. But yeah. going to South Florida, as you know, I mean, it's just so different. And, uh, and it was just cool for me to see the kingdom of God down there in a, in a, in a very different way. But at the same time, the roots were the exact same. Yeah. People were so loving and warm yeah. and were passionate about the mission and uh accepted of me. Like I was kind of house hopping in the first while there because I had like no place to live. Mm-hmm. So I was like staying with people and just felt like the love of Christ. Yeah. Very strong when I was
0: down in South Florida. Amen. Yeah. Amen. For the sake of time, I had another question, but we're gonna reserve that. Okay. Amen. But well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for sharing You're your welcome. uh your experience of God's sure. kingdom. Awesome, awesome. I am going to grab this because I need to make sure that I have my stuff with me. So if you guys don't mind, I'm not a walker. All righty. So, um, yes. So, again, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing um, what, you, what your what your experience in God's kingdom has, been, has, has looked like. Um, I've been building with Jonathan for the past two weeks, and uh, just hearing his life has been really, really inspiring, encouraging to my life. And I'm like, and I told him this, that I was like, your life has kind of inspired me to, to talk about what I want to talk about today. Um, and hopefully uh, you guys are encouraged. Um, so as a church, you know, we're, we are doing the, uh, the theme, uh, Drawing Close to God. And um, this past Sunday, of course, uh, Jeff, he, uh, he, he talked about Drawing Close to God and uh, God's kingdom is a, uh, is, is a marathon, right? And I got to listen to his sermon um, online and it was really, really inspiring because for me, one of the things that stuck out to me the most, what he talked about was when he says that we shouldn't, do it, we shouldn't do it ourselves, right? We rely on Jesus, right? We don't do this race ourselves. And we rely on Jesus. And that was really uh, impactful to me. And um, uh, Carter, he did, when he preached a couple weeks ago, he talked about drawing close to God. God's kingdom is a family, right? And that was really, really encouraging as well. And um, today, I'd like to talk about Drawn close to God, God's kingdom is in our midst. God's kingdom is with us. That is not my words. That is a scripture. I promise. We're going to take a look at that. Uh, Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. Uh, the, and when we get there to Luke 17, we're going to go down to verse 20. And it reads, Once. On being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the, come of, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, Here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Right? Um, let's kind of like pick some of these points, right? So in verse 20, it says, Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, right? And they asked Jesus this question, and it's a valid question because the Pharisees, this is what they were waiting on, right? They were waiting on this physical kingdom with this king that was going to lead them, that was going to overthrow, for the most part, the Roman Empire, right? And they were, they were literally envisioning this kingdom. This is, what, this is their perception of what God's kingdom would look like, right? And as I read this, I'm like, you know, I can see how me coming into this ministry, me joining North River, me joining in town, I had the mindset of the Pharisees, right? I had my expectations of what I thought God's church should look like, like the Pharisees, right? And these guys, they pretty much knew the word of God in terms of the Old Testament, right? But they had this preconceived notion of what they thought God's church should look like, right? And, Jesus, Jesus says, "Hey, you're looking at it, right?" And they probably missed it because I don't know. I didn't. I don't see here where they got, you know, where they believed in it, and you know they started following Jesus. And so for me, coming into God's church, um, I had to. I had to. Well, coming into this ministry uh, specifically and being here for three years, I had to make sure there's things I might not like within the ministry. There's there's things that I might feel like we might can do better, but is it biblical? You know what I'm saying? Am I praying for these things? Am I fasting? Am I being intentional in my life to be part of God's kingdom and to use my spiritual gifts to give to God's church? You know? And I think when there's so much criticism that could goes on that could go on in God's church, it is hard to give. It is hard to give ourselves, you know, because we're in the sidelines and so we want things to uh, to, do our, uh, to be done our way. And I'm only saying this because this is what I struggle with. For like two years. You know, I'm sorry guys. Okay, let me get this right. Okay, it's falling down. Okay, I'm only sharing this because this is what I struggled with for two years. You know, I struggled with this for uh, for about two years. And um, I remember when John uh, Haynes, you know, he he shared, uh, he sat down with my wife and I and talked with us about um, leading. And the only thing I was running through my mind was like, uh, no, because this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, wow, like, and then that's why I had to go pray. You know, this is why I had to go fast and pray and make sure that it's not John that's asking me to do this. This is God. You know I'm saying? God laid it on his heart for me to do this. It has nothing to do with John, right? And, um, and in doing that, there's so much great things that I felt like I've been able to experience in giving into God's kingdom. My perspective has changed, you know. Um, I'm sorry. I don't want to go on and on about that. But the next point, right, it says the kingdom of God Is not something that can be observed, right? And so Jesus says that God's kingdom does not reside in a physical place. It does not reside in Marietta. It does not just reside here, right? It's something to be experienced, right? So God's kingdom, we take it with us everywhere we go. You know, we don't leave God's kingdom when we're at church, when we're at home, then we go to work, we're a totally different person. You know, and if we were to invite somebody out to church and they came out to church with us, they'd be like, wow, you are different from how you act at work. You know, you are completely different, you know. And these, these kingdom people are different in a good way, you know. And um, so when it comes to God's kingdom, this is something that we bring with us wherever we go, you know. And our goal is to, is to want to ex- um, help people to experience God's kingdom. And that's why we do that, right. I think for me, some of the easiest way in sharing our faith is bringing God's kingdom to wherever we go, you know. And I I say that because I was, I I think it was last year, probably two years ago. um, Mike Sampson, you know, he was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna start a Bible talk at Beeson Bible Study," and I was like, "That's a good idea," but my goodness, I don't think they're gonna respond well. There's some godless people in that place, you know. And but his mindset was, "I'm gonna bring God's kingdom to this place." Because they don't, they don't want to come to church. You know, they they might not have the same mindset in terms of, hey, you know, we're different. We love God and we study our Bibles, right? But his mindset was, I'm going to bring God's kingdom to the, uh, you know, to the studio. So once a month on Tuesdays, that is that's that has been his goal. That has been intent, and God has been blessing it so much by him bringing God's kingdom to the studio, and that's so inspiring, you know. And that may that that challenged me because I'm like. I mean, I should be praying about, why not just try to start a Bible talk at my job, you know? Just pray about it. I mean, I understand the whole thing about, you know, jobs, you can't talk about religion and stuff like that. But I could be discreet about it and talk about it and see who's willing to come out, you know, and, and be praying about that, you know? Um, so they might not want to come to church, right? They might not want to come to some type of church function. But we can bring God's kingdom to people. We can bring it to their homes. You know, we can encourage them we can inspire them. Amen. Um, let's, uh, let's turn, we're going to look at this, uh, this next verse real quick. Uh, let's, look at, um, let's look at Luke chapter 19. And I think this is going to kind of emphasize a little bit uh, what that looks like in terms of God's kingdom. Um, and when we bring it to people, to encourage them and to inspire them. Uh, so Luke 19. And we are going to start in verse 1. So Luke 19, starting in verse 1, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore, a sycamore a sycamore tree to see him. Sorry, I lost my place. Okay. To see him. Since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be at the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the, uh, to the Lord, look, Lord, here, here now I give half my possessions to the poor, and I have cheated anybody, and if I have cheated anybody anything, I would pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to, to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. So... We have a Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is this short man. And Zacchaeus is a tax collector. So he's uh, he's he's society's outcast, right? And he's a sinner. What makes it worse, he's wealthy, so he's a prideful sinner, because he got all this money, right? And so Zacchaeus, I'm sure, you know, we I'm sure Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. Like in, in so many ways. Jesus was like a a celebrity of some sorts. I'm sure you've heard like this guy, he's giving the Pharisees a hard time. He's challenging the Pharisees. He's doing miracles. This guy is something else, and he don't even have a place to stay. This weird homeless man is doing these amazing things, right? And um, so Zacchaeus, he he hears that Jesus is coming. He climbs the top of a tree. I think, just out of curiosity, like I wanna lay my eyes on this Jesus. I wanna see how he looks like, right? So it's kind of like when you guys finally met a celebrity, right, and you see him. Like for me, when I see a celebrity, right, for some reason, I just feel like, man, I'm connected to him. I'm connected to her. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen him, I see him on, the, on the television screen, and I'm, you know, they seem so like, you know, so far, but like, I don't even know this person, but I see them physically. I'm like, wow, like, I know this person now, right? And it's probably how the kids felt was like, I just want to lay eyes on Jesus, right? And um, Zacchaeus, you know, he climbs on top of the tree, he lays eyes on Jesus, and he's astonished. You know, he's astonished to see him, but what's more astonishing is that Jesus calls him by his name, right? Okay, there's so many people that's in a crowd. It's crowded, right? Jesus calls his tax collector who's on a tree by his name. That is so inspiring, right, to Zacchaeus, right? And, you know, I, I think about this, I just think about, my wife and I, we, uh, last, last Christmas, we, fr- we flew first class. Uh, first time, it was awesome, right? We flew first class to, uh, to L.A., right? So we get on the plane. I'm just thinking about, like, I'm going to eat the good food of first class cooking. You know, I'm going to have an awesome time on here. And we get on the plane. And I get on the plane, and um, I look to my left. I see this guy. I'm like, wow, he looks like Brandon Lane. This is a brother who, you know, who I studied Bible with, along with Mo. But um, I'm like, wow, he looks like Brandon Lane. Like, man, he looks familiar. I'm like, okay. So I'm, I walk a little bit, and I look, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is Michael B. Jordan, you know, Killmonger, you know, Creed, you know. So I just act like a little cheerleader. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. So then I find, you know, I, I looked at Liz. I was like, Liz, you know, Michael B. Jordan. She's like, no, uh. I was like, yeah. And then so we, so we get on the plane, and um, our seats, thank God, was two seats behind him. And then we're excited. And then, um, so... Liz is literally taking pictures of, a, of the back of his head, you know. And I'm just looking, and we just, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you know. And all those thoughts are running through my mind, like, I know Michael B. Jordan now. You know, we're connected and all these things or whatever, right. And um, so the whole plane ride, little, I think five hours, we get to L.A. And I'm like, man, it will be really good if, I could, if we can take a picture with him, right. So um, Liz, she's like, she's, I will never forget it, she was like, Rob, can you ask me, can we take a picture? And the way she asked, I couldn't say no. And I was like, yes, babe, I will ask him, you know. So I go to him, I'm like, um, hey, uh, I was wondering if we could take a picture with you. He's like, yeah, man, come on, come on, come on. He's like, let's go over here, let's, you know, let's go to the side. I was so encouraged. I'm like, he is not obnoxious, he's not rude. He wants to take a picture with us nobodies, you know. I'm like, wow. So he, uh, he takes Liz's phone we do the you know, we do the selfie, with usy you know, and, um, you know, and he just felt so good. And um, that was the highlight of my trip. I love her, in, I love my in-laws, but that was the highlight of my trip, you know. It was amazing. It was amazing, you know. And the thing is, is that for the most part, right, for the most part, I got, you know, I got that experience of taking a picture, right, Zacchaeus, got an experience of being told you are somebody. You matter, you know what I'm saying? You, yes, this was, this was your lifestyle, and yes, this is how people view you, but I view you differently. Come down, I wanna go to your house, you know? And I think going to someone's house is the most intimate thing you can do. It is the most intimate thing you can do. If you think about it, right? Um, some of your closest friends, some of your closest friends, some of the people that you're close to, they've been to your house. They've been to your house, or you've been to their house, right? Jesus, he felt like, I'm going to bring and preach the kingdom of God. I'm going to bring it to your home, right? And the scriptures does not, I don't see where it says Zacchaeus, I mean, he preached repentance. It's, it's, but I do see where it says that Zacchaeus was so encouraged. He was so inspired by feeling, um, by feeling you know, touched and moved, appreciated uh, by, you know, by Jesus himself. That he repented, you know, and this is what this is what grace looks like, you know. This is what it looks like when we choose to be intentional when it comes to people's lives, right? People's lives change, and it was a maybe a two or three for one special. They say the whole household was saved, you know. So gee, it, that was an easy that was an easy way to save a whole bunch of people by going to their house, you know. And um, so I think that's the other part about it too is that. It's not always about bringing them to church you know sometimes it takes for us to be intentional be a friend be sincere you know love them you know serve them you know and their lives change drastically It, it changed drastically you know and you know I, as a young as a young Christian uh, my first year of being a disciple um, one one of my biggest things was um, like I when I got saved when I, when I became a disciple in, in the cabin ministry the majority of the folks who, who were disciples they were not from here right? They had families in, you know, New York and Oklahoma, you know, Cali and all of this stuff or whatever, right? But I had family here, you know, I had family that lived in Clayton County and stuff. And when I got, when I became a disciple, in my mind, I think I unintentionally had in my mind, like, these are my church friends and these are my, my, my family. And they, they were separate, you know, that was, that was my mindset. That's how I went about, you know, my discipleship. And I will never forget, it was, just, it was a brother um, I remember I was going home one day as usual. He's like, "Hey man, I want to I want to get to meet your mom," and I'm like, hmm, "Okay, that's that's a little bit too intimate, you know? Like, you know, you this is, you know, but um, he came, you know, he came to the house, and my mother, she just she loved him. She just thought he was awesome. He was amazing, um, and all of that. And and for some reason, I don't know why, but for, he never said he didn't, He never quoted her the scripture. scripture. He, he did not, you know, he was not religious or whatever, but she just automatically thought he was a pastor. She just thought he was a pastor. So when she asked about him, she's like, hey, how's the pastor doing? I'm like, oh, he's doing good. You know, he's, he's doing good. He's not a pastor, but okay. But, um, but that stuck with me, like, wow. And, well, and because of that, you know, I think from that point forward, I decided, like, I am going to be intentional about my family, right? And then when, when we decided to start a Bible talk nearby, not too far from my house, um, I invited my sister out. I invited my sister out to come to Bible Talk. Um, she got saved, you know, be praying for her because, you know, be praying for her. But she got saved. My other sister got saved. And um, friends were studying the Bible and all of these things. But it's because of what that one brother did, you know, by, by showing, like, hey, I want to meet your family, you know. And for me, I'm like, I'm going to take it a step further, you know. We have, a, we have a Bible Talk that's close. Let me bring them to it. If that didn't happen, I, I can't say that you know me reaching out to my family would have been the same would have been the same story. So that goes a long 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 way. And with that, with that, I feel like with our, you know, I feel like with our um, with our Bible talk or you know community group, I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to do the same thing. We um, it's the you know, majority of the group is married and Morgan, you know, Morgan's one of our awesome single sisters in our in our family group and I put her on the spot. We, we was in um, we was in the midweek, and I put her on the spot. I was like, hey, Morgan, I would love to have midweek at your place, you know, one of these Wednesdays. She's like, okay, let me talk to my mom and stuff like that. And um, long story short, her mother said it was okay, and we just started having midweek at her place, right? And we went there, and her mother is the bomb hostess, y'all. She is the bomb hostess. She has food. She's encouraging. And um, so we get there, and, you know, she hosts, and that, that night, you know, I did the lesson, and we kind of asked her mom, like, hey, do you want to sit in for the lesson? She was like, no, I'll be in the kitchen, and the dad was sick downstairs, and I was like, amen, amen, you know, we, we're bringing God's kingdom to Morgan's um, place. Two weeks ago, or last week, so Mo did the lesson, and that brother, he was, he preached with authority, you know, he preached with authority, right? Now, mind you, a month ago, she was in the kitchen. He preached so powerfully, she came out the kitchen, you know? She came out the kitchen and, and I thought she, I thought she came out to ask Morgan a question because she kind of leaned over, but she was looking at the Bible and he was going and preaching and preaching and she started sharing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? And so and and you know, as a as a family group, we decided to start going over the studies, you know, together to make sure that we are sharp when it comes to the studies, right? And so in essence, we unintentionally did the word study with her, you know, and it was so amazing. It was so powerful. You know, and it's only because of the fact that Morgan understood, I'm going to bring God's kingdom to my home. I'm going to do that. You know, I don't know what's going to come of it. But I, one thing I do know is that God's word has been preached at Morgan's place. It's going to continue to be preached there. Amen. Amen. so, um, i not trying to take up a lot of time. Uh, so, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, amen. Amen. Yes, let's preach God's word and bring God's kingdom to everybody. Amen? Amen. Wow,
2: that was great. Um, we have a couple minutes, so I'm going to take them. But uh, I, I would love, I mean, that was really inspiring. I wrote down a couple of things. I'd love to hear if there's anything that really stood out to you all, you know, what, what jumped out, what impacted you what can you know you take away from this and and change in your in your life Definitely. It was inspiring to hear all the stuff that's going on in your family group. You know, that was really amazing. A lot of really incredible examples. So that's awesome. Who else? Who else? someone Tyron Uh, I wrote down a couple things that I thought were really um, impactful. You know, uh, the first thing you talked about was the Pharisees had this idea of what the, the kingdom should be like. And when it didn't fit their perspective, you know, they couldn't accept it. They couldn't get behind it. They couldn't, you know, really uh, believe in it. And you, you pointed out coming into this ministry, feeling like you, you know, had some ideas and things maybe not fully meeting, you know, matching what you thought, and I think that's a really good lesson for all of us, that a lot of us have come from very different ministries, you know, different places, Atlanta is full of transplants, and, you know, your your point in the way that I took it was, you know, we come to give and be the difference, not just be Critical about how it doesn't match our expectation or our history or how we understand things to be. So, I thought that was um, really impactful for me. Chelsea and I have been here about two years, and you know, we came from a very a couple of different ministries and felt like it was a very you know different transition for us. So, I think the humility and the you know really pushing to exemplify the heart of. The kingdom, And then one th- other thing you said that I've never known before, so I love learning new things, and you said Jesus' point is that the kingdom cannot be observed, it's experienced. It's not a physical thing, which the Pharisees thought it was, but it's something we take with us, and we, you know, share, and and that, you know, led to your, your second thing, which was bringing the kingdom in our communities, and I mean, I really think that is a core of what this ministry is about. It, that's why we're set up the way we are. That's why there's so much autonomy at the family group level is so that, you know, Mike Sampson can bring the kingdom to the studio. You know, um, Robin led a, a service event for our family group where we went and served a, a, a low-income community. And just had a, you know, a party with the kids and asked if we could pray for people and hand out food. And, like, that was eye-opening, you know. Um, But that's the place we live in. You know, we live in such an interesting city. So much different people. Um, So I got a couple announcements, and then I'll I'll close it out. But uh, calendar-wise, June 5th is a family group midweek. I believe that's next Wednesday it is. And then uh, Sunday the 9th is an in-town house church. So it's a little, that's a little different than normal. And that's because on the 16th, the next week is Father's Day. So we're going to be at North River for Father's Day. And June 12th is also in uh, North River midweek. So we'll have a nice week there of going up to North River. Amen. And uh, and then Wednesday, June 19th, will be an all-in-town meal week. And then I also believe at the end of June, we have an all-in-town service. So we'll have a Sunday service here, which I really love those. I don't know if you guys do, but I'm just always inspired by them. I love getting to worship together. I also love having church at like 5 o'clock on a Sunday. You know, it just totally changes that day. So it's awesome. Uh, a couple announcements. Um on Saturday, June 15th, Ariel, Ariel, can you raise your hand? Ariel is um, heading up an opportunity to serve at the Buckhead Assisted Living Facility. It's at uh, 10 to 12, 10 a.m., 12 p.m., obviously. And uh, if you want some more details, touch base with her. Uh, also, we're going to pray for Rob's nephew. He, he um, had, his name is Samuel, he had some surgery to have a speedy recovery, so you'd be praying for him. And then lastly, you know that our, um, you know, we have a, a children's ministry here. And every now and then, the children's ministry grows. And Mo and Carla are having number two. So, <laughs> the, uh, praying for them. And just pray, you know, like anything, that it's a healthy pregnancy, you know, and that it's uh, a, a, a nice a good pregnancy. I don't know. Uh there's there's different I've seen what to expect when you're expecting, so I know there's different experiences you can have in pregnancy. So I'll stop there. Uh and Vivian, yep. Oh, EJ and Ottawa. Wow. That's awesome. Amen. And then one last thing is, there is Man Cave, which is a, it's happened a couple times, and one time, one time, um, and Rob, uh, Rob, Joel Hackett, some of the other brothers have just, it, it have led a, a discussion on manly stuff, okay, and I actually, um, so I couldn't make the first one, but they really did an awesome job reaching out to people. And there was, there was a lot of visitors there. And one of the guys there was Alex, who we were sitting by with, and then got baptized after that. So it's an, it's an amazing time of openness, vulnerability. And honestly, like if you think about how many conversations you have at work or in your life that are so shallow, this is a chance to be drastically different from that. For men, which just does not happen. So, uh, stay tuned. There'll be uh, there'll, there'll be one coming up. So, teaser. Okay, I'll say a prayer, and uh, it's really good to see everyone tonight. Um, Father, we love you. Thank you so much uh, for this time. Thank you for an inspiring message, and just learning more about the kingdom of God. I pray that we can bring your kingdom where we are, in our workplaces, our communities the city of Atlanta, and just the the people around us that we're interacting with every day. And uh, God, we're just grateful for you and your son, Jesus, and the difference he's made in our life. Uh, I pray that we'll have a great time of connection and fellowship tonight, and we'll grow closer as a ministry together this summer. Amen. 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 You're dismissed.